0: Hello, spiritual trailblazers, and welcome back to another episode of Spiritual and Empowerment Living with Tia. How are you? Really, how are you? This year has been crazy. (laughs) Lots of good things happened, lots of bad things happened. And here we are, we are about to wrap up the year. Just a few more days left. We will be ushering in 2021, and we still have work to do. But I wanted to start with asking you, how are you? I feel like not enough people get asked that question. Okay, so feel free. Send me an email. Write on my latest Instagram post. Let me know. How are you? If you're just like, Tia, I'm okay. You know, I I may direct you to a YouTube video. That has helped me in the past. Uh, send you some positive vibes. We might even have a little chat, okay? I'm all about that. Taking that deep breath. I have to tell you, uh, these last few days had me a little wacky. Um, you know, just with the solar and lunar eclipses and everything. It's it's just <laughs> crazy, crazy time in the year. So it makes me even more excited to do this top 10 post because it's fun, it's lighthearted. It gives you a chance to revisit some episodes. If you haven't listened to it, you can go check it out. Um, You know, just all that jazz. Maybe there's something you hear the second time around in these episodes that clicks for you. It's like when you watch a movie and you don't, see certain things the first time around the second time you get the foreshadowing and, or the Easter egg, you know, stuff like that. So that's what this is about. It's a celebration of the top 10 episodes of this year. It's a celebration of completion. Uh, It's a celebration of you as well, because you made these episodes, the top 10. So I thank you for that. I thank you for giving me uh, the precious gift of your time. And I just want to share this moment with you by acknowledging what you have done for this podcast. All right. So if you are not connecting with me on Instagram, head over to cosmic underscore witch underscore goddess and I'm also reigniting my Facebook group, Goddess Domain. I'm going to rebrand that too. I'm going to rename it. I'm not sure yet. Uh, Goddess will be somewhat in there or somewhat. No, Goddess will be in there. Um, domain, I'm working on it. So. <laughs> but the group is there. There are lots of great materials in there. I go live in there as well. So you can connect with me there and other people too. Other people are posting in there and, and uh, doing their thing. Uh also if you haven't head over to blog.ta and check out the latest posts. We have there three must-have books for crystal work, uh winter goddess magic, you know, magical herbs and tea to get you through the winter season, and of course, you'll tie magic. So let's begin. Starting off with number 10, drum road. <laughs> We have three episodes tied for number 10. That's crazy. That's really, really crazy. And as I'm smelling my freshly brewed cup of coffee here, I'm going to take a quick sip. Mm. I have to tell you that this is pretty interesting. And the three episodes that are tied are pretty interesting within themselves. So uh, the first of this trio, we have episode 252, Confessions of Tia, Just Keep Walking. And what's interesting about uh, this episode is that I was just talking about a confession of when things just doesn't go as planned in business and the growth that happens as a result. And I provided tips on going through things that just doesn't go as planned. And now while we can, you know, look at that as like a business aspect, you know, of course there's a personal part to it because it is a confession of Tia. So when we look at something like this, I think to myself, okay, well, why didn't it work? Or why didn't it work the way I wanted to, or at the level uh, I imagined it to be. And there's a lot to be said for that. There are a lot of behind the scenes work that happens and, um, Sometimes you just got to keep walking and and when you're doing that it could be that you need to let go of some luggage <laughs> you know like sometimes you just overpack and you just got to get rid of a few things i've done that before i've overpacked and at the time I wasn't overpacking but sometimes i buy things just for a vacation you know what i mean Like sometimes i buy uh what do you call it a, a cover up um or Uh, a blouse or flip-flops like just for the vacation and then I don't I don't really like it that much um far as like oh okay yeah I'll wear it when I go home it's like no it was a vacation thing sometimes we solely have outfits just for one thing and that's what it is sometimes in business and in life sometimes it's one thing for that one thing that time is over and now it's time to keep on walking and so, you know, I, I would leave some clothes behind <laughs> um, in in the hotel or like, just like, you know, hey, I'll leave it, you know, maybe someone will want it. If not, they can throw it in trash. It's, you know, it, it's, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, you just got to keep walking sometimes. So that's, that's part of that confession. Now, the next one is episode 264. It's okay to not be okay. Mental exhaustion, needing a time out and rebounding which makes sense why this is there because it really coincides with just keep walking. And when you think about it, sometimes you have to be in that mental space to acknowledge when you need to keep walking as opposed to just trying to stay in one spot and make something work. And and I use the example with my suitcase and some of the clothes. So I had purchased uh, a few items for some of my family members and of course myself. And when I did that, I just couldn't fit certain clothes in the suitcase. So I figured, well, you know what? These are the clothes that I bought just for this vacation. I'm going to leave them here. Now, I could have spent more time trying to make it fit, trying to make it fit, trying to make it fit. Damn well, knowing one it's not going to fit. And that's what that episode was about, knowing what fit, what doesn't fit, why something's not working. It doesn't need to work at this capacity. So when it, when we go to it's okay to not be okay. Mental exhaustion, we have to be okay with not being okay. We had to understand the scenario. And so many times we get told to, you know, strap up our booze, put on our big boy, big girl panties, suck it up. You're an adult. And that's, that's all okay. Okay. Like, yeah, sometimes we do need to put on our big boy, big girl panties. But it doesn't apply to every single scenario. And that's what irks me when people say things like, oh, well, you know, we all have problems. No shit, Sherlock. But sometimes it's one too many problems. And what happens when we when we are told things like that, when we are told to man up, woman up, when we are told... You know, just figure it out. You'll be okay. You're a strong person. What happens? We have a breakdown. Okay? When we reach out for help, and that's the response we get, we have a breakdown. Now, it's easy to say go to a therapist. Not everyone can. And I want to acknowledge that not everyone can. Not everyone can afford a therapist. Not, not everyone has insurance to go to a therapist. Sometimes that's you have to pay out of pocket. It's, it's just not that simple to just go. So like I said, I wanted to acknowledge that. So this episode, the description I have here is mental exhaustion, anger, and frustration. Sometimes we need to regroup, reevaluate, and get back in there. That's exactly what I went through. And I'm looking at the date here in August. Okay, so I know this is when I took the two-month hiatus from the podcast. I didn't know it was going to be two months, by the way. So this was... Probably the first height of uh 2012 right after George Floyd's murder right um at the time where it was just like okay this pandemic is not going away in April it's not going to win in the summertime and it ended up being two months or two months where I just I couldn't get in that mental space of content writing and while I do uh batch a lot of material Uh, You know, there comes a time where you have to batch more material. And that was the time where I had to batch more material. And I couldn't get in that headspace. And it's just some things you just can't escape, you know, whether it's on your phone, on your newsfeed, uh, notifications, TV. And there's something that you don't want to escape. You want to acknowledge what's going on, uh, you know, in your backyard. So it, it was a lot. It was a lot that was going on socially. It was, you know, the pandemic people, like I said, realizing that, hey, this is not going anywhere. And so about like two months, you know, that's when the material ran out. Um, So like a little bit before then, I was going through it, uh, just, you know, seeing things and hearing things. And like I said, once the material ran out, I couldn't get in that headspace to write. And it ended up being two months when I got back on track. And that's okay. Um, Not that I meant to abandon you guys for two months, but sometimes we we just have to take a step back. We have to. And that's one of the reasons why this came up as number 10. You guys understood that. Everyone goes through these times. Sometimes it's two days for people, two weeks, two months. Okay. But we can rebound. And and I gave some tips for that, but also to honor the mental exhaustion, you know, honoring needing a timeout and not just uh, being dismissive, not just, uh, what's, what's the other term, spiritual bypassing. And I'm going to have an episode about spiritual bypassing coming up in the next year, because that needs to be talked about. That That also pisses me off. Okay, so. And the last of this trio, episode 261, Come on, baby, light my fire. Bellatine special. So that's a play on the um the doors. Come on, baby, light my fire. It's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> I just hear it playing in my head now. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to hurt your ears by trying to sing. But this is this is like the perfect trifecta because I talked about acknowledging the situation. Then I talked about, okay, we acknowledge it. Now there's that point of dealing with our mental health, timeout, rebounding. Now that we rebound, there's light belting. All right. So uh, this is the festival of love and fire, great transitions, and being the best version of yourself. And in that episode, I discussed the importance of the FIRE Festival, which takes place on May 1st, and how we deal with transitions in our life and provide a detailed oracle reading. So the and the cool thing about Oracle reading, readings is that it, it applies no matter the time and space. There are some times where someone would do a reading and I would miss their live, but I would go back because sometimes some readings apply to you. And I would hear one or two things and go, oh yeah, that definitely applies to me. So go back and listen to that episode. Well, all these episodes, but you know, again, we're all going through transitions, right? Uh the, the 21st was the darkest day of the year, and now we're celebrating the light. So I mean that reading can apply somewhat to some extent now because we are celebrating like the, the Yule log, right? There's fire with that. We're we are embracing and celebrating that light is coming back. Okay. There's fire there. So go and um, you know, check that out and listen to the reading. All right, number nine uh episode 260 power moves the new moon goddess Hecate and you so I had to do an episode of this too um the episode uh when goddess Hecate appeared in my dream but when I connect with her she says it's not time it's not time it's not time so when the time is right I will Explain in detail the dream I had where she appeared to me so before she appeared in my dream I was connecting with her slowly oh uh, I just took another sip of my coffee it's so great I love the smell of coffee and it's so warm when you consciously sip it and ooh, so anyway um so I was slowly working with her um I don't even remember how I discovered her, but as I started to dive more into my witchy nature, which is something I was embracing for years, I just didn't dive fully into it just because of life. It was something that I had to dedicate time towards, and I was really just splitting up my time of learning so much, and with this pandemic, I have extra hours on hand because there are no damn social events going on so uh that was like one of the little blessings of this pandemic so i actually spent more time diving into my witchy nature um and you've been seeing the outcome of that so uh, i don't even know how long maybe a few months uh, maybe a year and a few months i've been learning about hecate and things like that and she appeared to me in my dream i was like holy shit <laughs> and uh, and I was just like, okay, got it. Totally get it. So anyway, when the time is right, I will tell you about that dream. And that's the beautiful thing about goddesses. Sometimes you, you study and learn about them and you connect with them that way. And other times you study and they appear to you. Like the saying goes, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So it was one of those things. So goddess Hecate, she is the goddess of crossroads. So think about when you're... um at a crossroads in life, you got, say, like, three choices. You can go straight on this path. You can go left or you can go right. Uh, she's uh, the goddess associated with the new moon, also known as the dark moon. She's associated with the underworld. So she rules, like, heaven, earth, underworld. So y- y- you got to look it up because she just, she rules a lot. Um, she's also the queen of witches. Um, uh, the goddess queen of ghosts, a lot. So anyway. In this episode, I talked about new moon and Taurus magic, crossroads, starting anew, and goddess of witches. I discussed the impact of the new moon and what it means for us during this time of our lives. I also talk about how we are starting a new cycle in life, understanding what it means to know your true self, and how working with the goddess Hecate can help us during this time of uncertainty. So also, if you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to remember these, don't worry, I'm going to list... (laughs) the episodes for you in a description of this episode. I get it because you're probably like me and like, oh my gosh, I need to write these down because I'm definitely not going to remember these numbers. Don't worry, I got you covered. So yeah, with each new moon, there's, there's like new, the word new is in there. There's something new that's happening. There's something new we can work towards. There's something new that we can manifest, okay? And what goddess Hecate does, she steps in and, you know, she's, like, a guiding light. Uh, the torches are her one of her symbols, so she's leading the way, okay? So whatever path we choose, she's going to guide us. And she is, like, the strong, tough love mother, right? So don't expect to get coddled, you know? Whatever choices you make, okay, it's n- she's not going to... Uh, tell you right wrong and different is more so like this is what you choose so you know here's the path for that all right so yeah check that out because a new moon happens at least once a month (laughs) right so we can connect with Hecate at least once a month uh and to understand ourselves better so during that dark period we can look within and understand truly what's going on with us Which is why I understand why this is number nine, because these first four episodes are all about internal things, right, ourselves, internally. So it's really understandable how these episodes made it to the list and understanding transitions, right? These all have been about transitions. Next is number eight, episode 250, working with water goddess Yimana to get into your personal flow and unblock your feminine mysteries with Taya Gonzalez. She is the number three psychic in the world. Yes, uh, she earned that title. She was in a competition, everything. You have to hear her story. She's amazing. Um, And she gave me a reading afterwards. I was just like, whoa, crazy. Uh, She gave me a reading and I had a vision as she was giving me the reading. Um, Goddess Yimana, she's like as a stays there, she is the water goddess she also rules several other things you have to learn about um Imana she is very powerful I connect with her many times when I'm in the shower and I'm still learning about her um so this episode I'm actually pulling out the description for it now this episode was really fun to do because one I I love having guests on the show because they bring a different perspective and sometimes I feel like I talk too much <laughs> Be honest with you, <laughs> I know I could get wordy, but anyway, here's the description. Uh, so I chat with uh Tanya to discuss how we can work with water goddess Yamana to get into our personal flow, okay, and to unblock our feminine mysteries to lead, lead a fulfilling and nourishing life. All right, and Tanya is a certified spiritual counselor, a world renowned tarot expert, okay, and she was again, she became number three psychic in the world. So this now is the time we are transitioning to nurture our lives, you know, to really get into the flow. We made the power move with Goddess Hecate. We worked through our mental, um, our, our, our mental workings. We worked all that inner stuff. And now here we are watering our spiritual garden we are connecting with the very thing that keeps us alive water well one of the very things but we need water to survive so this is the time where we are working on how we can get into the flow of really design our designing our lives the way we see fit the way our truth has to come in you know as as this this flood (laughs) really of nourishment and love and understanding and you know water is also cleansing so this is the time where we are working with goddess Yamana to really understand how we are ebbing and flowing in our life are we stagnant is there stagnant water in our life is there a part in our spiritual garden that we're just not watering and by spiritual garden I mean you know, our self love, our self care, our empowerment, how we treat our bodies, our soul, things we're saying to ourselves, our mental work, our chakras, our uh, goals, our relationships with friends, money, significant other, self. You know, we have a huge garden and there are a lot of things that need watering and there are some things that don't get water. <laughs> okay. So, this is a time where you might want to even journal. And I tell people, I stress this all the time because I fully understand that journaling is a personal thing. So here's what I tell people. You can have a journal on your phone. And I I don't know about Android users, so I can't speak for that. You got to Google it. But for iPhone users, my people, (laughs) okay? In your notes section, When you're done with the note, right, you type your note, you back out. When you swipe from right to left, you'll see some icons. One icon is a lock. You can lock your notes, set a password so only you can see it. And if you're worried like, oh, but I got the face feature or or the the thumb feature, depending on what iPhone you have, just make it a number. You don't have to have it be uh, unlocked with the facial feature. Or if you're just like, I don't feel like doing the numbers, then don't let people hold your phone. (laughs) Now, computer wise, uh, I know for the HPs of the world, you can and you can also download Microsoft Word for your Apple computer. So you use Microsoft Word. I don't know about pages, but I know about Microsoft Word. You can right click a document and I believe it's in properties. I haven't done it in a while because like now I have an Apple computer, no one touches it. But back in the day when I was in college, you know, I used to have my computer out and sometimes I would let people, you know, type up something, you know, so they could, you know, finish their their assignment. No problem. I would lock my documents, my word documents. I had an intuitive journal. So what I would do is right click and I think it's in properties, but it's right click and search, you know, to just, play around with the the buttons there and you can lock it and you can set your own password. So I need you to remember that password and you can lock your Word documents. You don't even have to title it journal. You can title it something else. That sounds really corny and boring, right? (laughs) Okay. Do that. Write it all out and lock it. Okay. All right. Next, I'm going to take a I don't, I don't know why I'm telling you about how I'm taking so many sips of coffee. I just feel like I had to tell you my coffee journey. I don't know. That's just spirit moving me. Maybe someone needs to hear about this. Man, I drink my coffee black. And uh, lately I've been putting, I didn't do it this time. I just wanted to drink it black. But I put cinnamon in my coffee. And when I sprinkle cinnamon in my coffee, I say, um, I've out loud it to myself. Uh, Prosperity, abundance, love, romantic love, healing, protection, because those are some of the energies that are corresponded to cinnamon. So I think about that as I'm just dabbing it. And then I, with my spoon, make the elven star sign. And then I stir it clockwise a few times. And sometimes I even turn my cup clockwise three times. Then I let it steep for a little while. And then I consciously take sets where I just think about love, prosperity, healing, heightened intuition. And it just makes me feel so warm and comfortable. And like, I just feel like a surge of energy is great. That's how you make the mundane magical. And maybe I should have an episode about making the mundane magical. Actually, you know what? I'm going to write a note. All right. I just hit pause. and You had to hear Pencil scribble, <laughs> about making the Monday magical. All right, let's get back on track. We had a coffee break, we had a little chat break. Let's get to number seven. Number seven is two forty nine. This is one of my favorite episodes because I love talking about this. Two forty nine, bitch diva and overachiever. How to deal with resentment when you set up your boundaries and standards? Are you seeing the theme, guys? The collective theme of this podcast that you picked these episodes are showing the transitions here so now that we are nourishing our our lives even more we're attending our garden we're connecting with goddesses now that we're at this new vibe this new level we got to deal with the shit people call us bitch diva overachiever and of course there are more but this is based off of research i did back in 2014 when I released my first book and this is under the chapter barn is the acronym I created which stands for boundaries allies resentment and networking and is in part two of the book and uh, I believe this is under the resentment part probably because I have resentment there so at the time of my research one thing I have learned and this is based on experiences um you know, talking with people and, like I said, this research as a as a whole. Um, these are these are the names women get called. Bossy is another one. Uh, when women are standing up for themselves, speaking out, setting boundaries, taking up space, requesting things of people that really are not out of line. It's just like when you ask someone to do something, you're a team leader, and they don't do it, and you follow up. And you call them out for it. it's like oh you know you don't have to be bitchy about it you know they may not say it to you but you you may overhear it or you know she's a real overachiever over there doing you know this and that you know no one asked her to do that maybe she's thorough you think about that and maybe you are not performing up to par and then of course there's the diva she's high maintenance I wouldn't want to date a woman with all that makeup on. No one wants to date you, you lamo. <laughs> you you like I'm just gonna dial it back because I can go off. But this, I, I love talking about this because one, I am so for women showing up as whoever the hell they want to show up as. You know, and if makeup is a thing where you know, you want to go all out and contour your face on a Tuesday because you feel like it, hey, whatever. You know, th- there there are no limits. I've seen posts, I've seen comments where people, you know, want to put stipulations on things. You know, they, they would see a, a wig and like, oh, yeah, that wig's nice if you have cancer. No, a wig is nice, period. If, the, if a woman wants to wear it, she can wear it, or a guy, whomever. If they feel like they want to wear a wig that's when they can wear a wig there are no stipulations on when someone can wear a wig and maybe someone who has cancer doesn't want to wear a wig i've seen that too they're like you know what no i'm just gonna i'm gonna get my head buffed you know and i'm not wearing a scarf not wearing a wig i've seen that you know i'm just so tired of it i see it so many times oh yeah I don't believe in makeup or, yeah, I mean, if you have some blemishes or if you have like a burn mark, yeah, sure you wear. No, you don't get to pick when people wear makeup. The person wearing the makeup gets to pick when they wear makeup. Okay, you don't get to cost one an overachiever because they're thorough. And look, some can sometimes people go over and beyond? Yes, but that word gets slapped on people just for being thorough, but being efficient and someone who is, like I said, not performing up to par. Okay. Mediocre. They're telling someone that they're an overachiever and then the word bitch. And in my book to be goddess, I explained the origin of the word bitch. It's actually a sacred word that got demonized over the years. Um, so I'm not even going to get into all that. i already talked enough about it, but I'm all for, Helping women deal with resentment when they want to set up boundaries and standards. So, here's the, the description I discussed the origin of the word bitch and diva, because diva is actually not a bad word either. Um, but bitch is actually a sacred word. So, I discussed those two in actionable steps to take when being confronted with name calling and how to own those words and provide spiritual tip of the week. And okay, so I help you to have witty uh, comebacks I help you to own these words okay I help you to redefine these words okay and you know I'm I'm just going to leave that there because I could go on and on and on and we still have six more to go (laughs) so check out episode 249 before I get riled up even more all right episode 251 comes in at number six three tips for when you feel deflated, unmotivated and lost which again makes sense because now that you've been doing so much work of course you're going to feel a little bit like oh my gosh this is like daunting a little bit like i got to i got to keep up with myself here and you know and again once we get to a certain level some some certain things just won't bother us anymore right But every now and then, someone's going to say something that kind of triggers us. So I can see how this comes in at number six. All right, so the description for this is, I provide three strategies to overcome getting out of a funk and to get back on track. So keeping it simple here, which, again, makes sense because we're at another level here, right? So we don't have to start at square one per se, right? So three simple tips to get you back on the bandwagon when you're just a little bit tapped out. All right, number 5, episode number 245. How to make 2020 the year of you, you out and unfiltered, which is interesting because if nothing else, this year has has giving, this year has provided a path for people to show their true colors. Their true colors. So while, let me see, when did this episode come out? This is 245. This episode came out in, on January 8th. Okay, so January coronavirus was already here, right? But due to certain powers that be, we, the American people, were not informed properly. We weren't informed really much at all. And so this is interesting because this is before the shitstorm, right? This is before it got declared a pandemic, even though it was already in the States. It was in the States since like November 19th. That's why it's called uh, 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 coronavirus 19 is on the end because it was here in 2019. And so here, here we are. I have no clue about this virus are already being here. And I'm talking about making this the year where you're out and unfiltered, the year of you. This has been a year where people, and I've talked to so many people, we're in the month of December, right? I have talked to so many people who this year has been their best year. And for other people, this year has been like Oh, my God, I am barely getting by. And then there are some people in the middle. Across the board, people have found ways where they step more into themselves, whether they are looking at their circle of friends, their business relationships, their life. They have been really taking a hard look at a lot of things. And so let's look at the description. Let's see, 245, here we go. All right, I discussed discussed major ways for you to really outdo yourself this year. So I kept the description simple. Now, for me this year, I really outdid myself in certain ways. I have been doing a lot of self-work. And when this portion of the self-work is done, I will do a full episode on it because I want to share with you my journey. Now, I talked about the health crisis I averted in a few episodes back. So if you're just tuning in, go and check it out. Tia's Health Crisis Averted. I've been stepping more into my witchy self. I've been evaluating things and people and finances and all that in my life. I made some new friends because I've been stepping into my truth and myself, okay? I've got rid of a lot of mental and emotional blockages this year. It's been it's been a Great year and a lot of aspects. But also I have many days where I had my little like mental breakdowns where I'm just like, this is crazy. Where like I said, I know some people are struggling. I'm like, oh my God. And I've been uh working even harder to support small business and signing petitions and donating and just doing even more of my part and in, in, you know, giving a higher tip to the delivery guy and the stuff like that. It's because I understand, I have empathy and I, I I'm aware. Okay. And because of that, this year in so many ways has been my year. Right? Now I acknowledge that personally. All right. This is this is me and you just, you know, being in this vulnerable space here. I I acknowledge that. But I'm not dismissing anyone, is what I'm saying. And I have seen that. And I don't stand for that, okay? So those of you who are going through something this year, those of you, and and I, I talked about this briefly in another episode, we lost a close uh, friend of the family to COVID-19, okay? So my dear friends know people who had, thank God they survived COVID-19, our close family friend and not survive COVID-19. I have a friend now and, you know, some of her family members have COVID and I'm praying that they are going to make it. And I believe they're going to make it through it. They're pretty healthy, pretty good, but there are some, you know, lingering effects for some people. And I have some business friends survive COVID. Okay. But they are still feeling a little sluggish and things like that. And, you know, so, I mean, Again, everyone's impacted at all different levels. But this is where we can figure out how can we be unfiltered? And one of the ways some of the people I know have been unfiltered is they have been speaking up more. They have been saying, hey, you know, I had COVID. This is what's been going on. Uh, You know, this is not a game. This is real. You know, other people have been standing up for other people even more, you know, I think about my friends who do that, who've been on the front lines, you know, it's just, it goes on and on and on. Okay. So being unfiltered is a great way of showing up as you are. Now there are times when I say, Oh, that person has no filter. When I say that, I mean, Oh, this person is cussing up a storm in front of kids or, you know, they're not being respectful to elderly that's what I mean. You know, because I when, when I, when I used to go in public <laughs> and I would see some people just say some things, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, we're in front of mixed company. That's someone's mom. and You need to curb your mouth. You know, that's what I mean when I say, oh, that person has no filter. Okay, there's a time and place for everything. But in this case, to show up for your own life, that's what I mean. Be more unfiltered. All right. Number four. Oh my gosh, we're almost at the top three. Uh, I think it's time for another coffee break. All right. Number four. Episode 247. Seven things that are secretly holding you back in life, guys. Number five and number four are hand in hand. If you're not living an unfiltered life, you're holding yourself back. Let's look at that, at that. Let's see. what What's the description I have here? I provide seven seemingly innocent things in our lives that are holding us back from living the life we deserve. Ooh, I didn't even list the seven things here. So you need to check it out. You need to check it out. You need to check it out. Because I have here seemingly innocent things. These are the things that we think really aren't an issue, right? So for example, and again, I don't remember everything I said in the episode. <laughs> the episode came out in January, but I'm just going to use an example. So something that's seemingly uh, innocent. Think about something like, oh, you know, I check my bank statement like once a month, bi-weekly. That's kind of innocent, right? It's like, oh, you know, maybe you don't make too many purchases, but but, what if there was an error in the statement and you're just so casual about checking your bank statement? What if someone, you know, took your card and you're just like, oh, you know, I didn't even think about it because I don't, I don't use that card often. Or what if there, there's something good in there? You know, you got a refund and, you know, whatever. So sometimes it's like kind of innocent where you're just like, no, I'm pretty good with my password. It's it's a strong password. I don't think anyone can, you know, break that, you know, like hack that or anything like that. But there's a deeper level to that because you're not giving your money attention. Money's energy. So imagine if you're dating someone and you check in on them like bi-weekly once a month. Meh. You know, like... <laughs> right money is energy you need to have a relationship with money you need to be appreciative of the money check in on the money you know overcome your money blocks which i am working through you know overcoming some money blocks and just when you think you overcome a block another one appears because you're on a new level right until you get to that level where you're all good and sometimes we get a little triggered but We work hard enough that we understand our triggers and we can address that before it becomes a big issue. So what I'm saying is, you know, there are some things that are seemingly innocent, but little things become big things, as we know. So check out that. All right. We're at number three. That's my little drum roll, by the way. (laughs) We're at number three. How to use crystals to manifest like a goddess, which i get because now now that we focus on all the things for us and we're working with our our sisters our girlfriends aka the goddesses now we're like all right let's bring in something external crystals crystals are great at changing the environment around us think about it for a moment think about old houses because new houses don't have this old houses and the basement the stone that are in my old the house I grew up in um I wish I knew about crystals back then but it always had like a, a feeling to it. it wasn't anything bad it just had like a presence to it and what I learned is that a lot of old houses okay i'm talking like my house is a, was an old philly home old south philly home uh the 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 uh, the basements usually had like a stone okay and i don't even know what stone don't, don't i don't even know but it's like different stone or like a different rock or crystal like there was something in there and these stones hold memories they hold energy So think about it. When you go to an historical site, there's an energy there. When you go in a chapel and a hospital, there's energy there. Why? Because people spent so many years praying and praying and praying, or they visit a site and they're putting their energy in there and they have been there for centuries. Same thing with the basement. Things happen in basements. You know, my mom told me this one story about, um, when she was a child so like in the 70s uh like late 60s early 70s when she was a child her neighbor uh she would go in her neighbor's basement um you know play whatever but she always felt weird and she would always like run out run upstairs like anytime she had to go in the basement to get something and you know how some people you know their parents are like oh go in the basement and uh go bring up the case of soda or something like that right so she always said that she would, like, hurry up and run upstairs. And what they found out later was that someone someone was killed in that basement. So it was that energy in the basement, right? It, it never got cleansed, right? Because, again, who's thinking about that? And I don't even know when a person got killed. But let's just say 70, 60, 70s, 60s, 70s timeframe, all right? Or probably, like, 50s, late 50s, 60s. I don't know. But someone was killed in that basement. And so... You know, no one's thinking about cleansing the basement, you know, new people come in and whatever. And so with these old houses, the crystals, the stones are holding these memories. Now, the crystals are where? In the kitchen, because the countertops are what? Quartz. <laughs> right? The countertops are uh, what's the other countertops people get? Um that's of the crystal family. I can't think of it right now, but. Now, the kitchens are going to hold the energy and the memories because people are getting that as a countertop or a black splash. So let's get to it. We are at number three, 246. Did I pull it up? No. Okay. So, how to use crystals to manifest like a goddess? In this episode, I explain simple ways how we can work with crystals and the goddesses to manifest our needs and wants. And I actually listed here. So I have goddesses and their crystals. For Isis, I talk about using pearl. Pearl is just a pearl. It's not a crystal. It's not a stone. It's in its own category. But people say crystal as a general thing. And it's just easier sometimes because, you know, you don't want to go too deep. You just want to get your point across. But it's a pearl. Pearl is a pearl. Freya, carnelian. Kuan Yin, Rose Quartz, Athena, Diamond, Kali, Sapphire, Lita, Bronzite, Lakshmi, Yellow Tourmaline, Aphrodite, Moonstone, uh, Pele, Opal, Fire, Ishil, Rainbow Moonstone. All right, and also that's in my my book, "To Be Goddess." Um, the, the list of crystals associated with goddesses. So. Check out that episode and how you can use crystals to manifest like a goddess. And each one of those goddesses, of course, has their own uh, energy and purpose. So that's why you want to look into that for why you want to work with Freya to manifest what? Why you want to work with Isis to manifest what? And so on. Number two. Guys, we're almost at number one. Whew. Number two. How to see the goddess within you. Wow. So now we're we're stepping a little bit back to to look within so we can look without. So let's get to this. Episode 253. 253. Where are you? I'm just scrolling up. I got my iPad here. And um I'm pulling up the description. All right, so 253. How to see the goddess within you. In this episode I discuss how to see the goddesses within to grow and transform and the transformation that takes place. This is great because while we're on this path, we're gonna see a lot of versions of ourselves, and other people are gonna see versions of ourselves. And that's okay because we're multifaceted beings. That's what's gonna happen. The point is, we need to have a home base. And once we have the home base, then when people see these different aspects, we can understand yeah, well, that's me when I'm around you in this circumstance. Just like you're not going to act the same way around your best friend the way you would around a casual friend or or an acquaintance. You're, they're just not going to see that side of you ever. Um, so this is acknowledging how you can see the goddess within, because that's what I do. I help women who want to live their truth and go from feeling invisible and lost to radiant and found through unlocking their goddess energy. Okay, And the reason why invisible and lost is there is because So many times we wear a lot of hats mother, wife, girlfriend, sister, aunt, supervisor, uh, the person who schedules doctor's appointments. You know, we're just like doing all these things. We're Google to some people. Some people think that we are just supposed to give them all the answers and they're not supposed to do any of the work. You know, we're all these things, but we lose our, our identity in the process many times. And it is in that space that we become invisible and lost to ourselves because we're so busy wearing so many hats that we don't have a home base to go to within. So this is where this episode comes in to remind us that number one, all women are goddesses. Okay. We just got to turn up the volume on it. And look, some people, they don't want to work with the goddesses. That's fine. You don't have to, but just know that that energy is there. Just like with spirituality, just like with, um, um you know our our spiritual gifts everyone has it we just have to turn up the volume and some people turn up the volume more on other gifts because that's what they want to do for example i don't want to be a medium i don't want to turn up the volume on that i am good but when my pop pop i knew when my pop-up passed away because i smelled his cologne now some people can say well that's clear olfactory clear smelling some people, people can say, well, that's, you know, the dig communicating with you. That's kind of sort of mediumship. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to turn the volume up on that. It's at low. It's going to stay at low. But clairvoyant, oh, yeah, I'm turning the volume on that. Claircognizant, oh, yeah, I'm turning the volume up on that. Other people, they're like, nope, don't want it. I'm good. Mm. And they might have little little moments where they just know something, you know, and then they leave it alone. But Check out episode 253. All right. We're at episode number one. Ooh, number one. This is episode 263, Working Through Fear and Doubt with Juneline. Now, she's a guest I had on my show. And let me pull up her episode. All right. In this episode, I invited uh, the transformational life coach, Julene, to discuss how to work through fear and doubt to live the life we deserve. And she also dives into common misconceptions about fear and doubt. Okay, interesting point of view and creating your life. Uh, The interesting thing about fear and doubt is it is truly what we make it. Um, There have been many times where, I was doubtful about something like I don't know and then like I end up doing it and it ended up being better than what I thought and I even tell you a story about fear Um, so when I was taking my master classes at the University of Pennsylvania I was so scared about this one class because I set high expectations for myself and I and I meet them sometimes I even see them but I was just super nervous. I was just like, I mean, I don't know if I pass this class. So I did not check the final grade for an entire year. And when I mustered up the courage a year later, guys, not only did I get an A in the class, the professor wanted to use my work for uh, the, um, to put in a library as the student, you know, works. I'm like, oh my God. And she wanted my work publicized and then put in the library like now will anyone read it I don't know (laughs) but she thought that highly of my work and I'm like Tia you got an A in the course and she wanted to put your paper in the school library to get it like public what but fear for an entire year made me not check the final grade is that crazy or is that crazy and I got an A what like But that's what fear would do. Fear would have you sitting in one spot, avoiding things, have you think these crazy thoughts, and they're not even real. That's why one of the acronyms is false evidence appearing real. It wasn't even true. I let my imagination go downward. Crazy. Um, So fear would do that to you. Now I'm better with it. I push myself a little harder. And um, I let those th- thoughts be fleeting. And I forget who talked about this, but some, I think oh, it was Tony Robbins. He said when he has a, a thought and it's not, um, not a positive one, something like this, like it's fearful, it's doubtful, you acknowledge it and you, you really just, you, you acknowledge that it's there and you also not, acknowledge that it's not real. It's something that just pops up. Because our brains are there to protect us, right? So if we think something's scary, our brain will give us reasons not to to engage, right? So we had to look at it like, oh, okay, that's a thought. Okay, bye, thought, bye. Okay, it's not real, (laughs) right? So I like to go a little bit deeper where now I look at it as where did it come from? Now, some people say it doesn't matter, but no, like where did it come from? And it's really just me wanting to always put my best foot forward, always want to show up, get the work done, you know, maybe do like a little bit extra just to make sure it's good because that's, that's just me. I like to make sure I cross my T, dot my eyes. You know, I I like to be reassured that the work is good, that the work is great. Like I, I like that. I like project management. I like seeing things to the end. I like, that and um sometimes i don't realize that it's enough right so i have to realize like it's enough to you and and that's where it stems from me making sure that my work is enough that i put out my best foot forward and it's just like but you always do that or at least you do it enough where if you by one time it wasn't your best work, you can rectify that because everyone has an an off day, right? So it's one of those things. So I do encourage you to find a source of your fear. We see that in movies, right? They, something happens and what they do, they had to go to the source to stop it. Right? And I was going to use the Harry Potter reference, but it's, it's sort of like, You know, when Harry's fighting Lord Voldemort, he has to stop it at his source, right? The Death Eaters are nothing really without Lord Voldemort. And I know it's like, T.O., wow, really Harry Potter reference. It's the first thing that came to mind, guys. Like, it's 2.46 in the morning when I'm recording it. So, cut me some slack. (laughs) But that's with anything, like, you know, what they say, you got to cut the the snake off at the head. You got to go to the source to stop it. So I think the more we dive into the source, we can, and we see this also in horror films too, the source. We got to go to the source. We got to go to where it all started. That's how we can stop it. At least that's how we can understand it so we can stop it. And that's what I believe. We can understand the source of our fear and doubt. We can stop it. Right? And if another fear and doubt comes up, hey, look, we already stopped one fear and doubt, so we, we know how to do this. So, that's the top 10. Um, I did have some honorable mentions. Um, so let me do a quick recap. Top 10, we have three episodes tied, the trifecta for number 10. Episode 252, Confessions of Tia, Just Keep Walking. 264, It's Okay to Not Be Okay, Mental Exhaustion, Needing a Time Out, and Rebounding. Episode 261, Come On Baby, Light My Fire, Belting Special. Episode 260 is number nine. Power moves the new moon, goddess Hecate in you. Coming in at number eight is episode two fifty, working with the water goddess Imana to get your personal to get into your personal flow, unlock your feminine mysteries with Tanya Gonzalez. Episode 249 is number seven, Bitch Diva, and Overachiever, How to Deal with Resentment when you set up your boundaries and standards. Uh, Number six is number 251, three tips for when you feel deflated, unmotivated, and lost. Rounding down, number five, 245, how to make 2020 the year of you. You out and unfiltered, acronym there. Number four is episode 247, seven things that are secretly holding you back in life. Wrapping up the final three here, 246. How to Use Crystals to Manifest Like a Goddess. Number two, episode 253, How to See the Goddess Within You. And number one, episode 263, Working Through Fear and Doubt with Junaline. All right, so I, I want to do some honorable mentions because uh, these episodes came out a little later, but they really soared to the top in their respective month, day went live. So while the top 10 our group uh, episode that that, um, went live throughout the year. These episodes, like I said, I wanted to be honorable mentions. I had a lot of fun recording these episodes and they just, again, like I said, soared to the top in their respective month. Like it was just like a slam dunk. So I'm just going to go just a couple because we already been talking (laughs) a lot. Um, So I wanted to say episode 281, I'm sorry. Um, well, yeah, that one too. But what's the other one? Okay, we'll we'll just start with twenty one. Um, bubble bubble, totally in trouble. Taking care of stress on the double. Uh, so November fourth was National Stretch, Stress Can't Talk Stress Awareness Day, and I talked about how we can reduce and keep stress at bay with a touch of magic, easy to implement practices, and a bit of shadow work. I'm all about keeping stress at bay because it's so easy for us to get stressed, right? And our body reacts to that, right? It's that flight or fight, fight that comes in because we're stressed. So our body's like, okay, what do we do? What do we do? Do we fight this or is it flight? Okay, like what's, and depending on who you are, you can overeat, you can get really emotional, not eat, still get emotional. It's a lot. So I really enjoyed that episode, and and it really did very well in November because, um, you know, pandemic fatigue, fatigue um, this was like, was this right after the election? This was, oh wait, November 3rd, I think November 3rd was the election day, so this is November 4th, so, you know, it was just, it was just a lot, and I was really glad, I was happy to do that episode because I knew it was needed. I was feeling it, um, and, and so it's great to have tips for stress, and sometimes we have to leave one tip alone and, and get a new tip because sometimes what worked in the past doesn't work now, and it passed me a week, two weeks. So that was a very cool episode to do, and you guys really loved that episode, so I was happy to help reduce the stress factor um the other one is 284 hexing and other misconceptions with the glamour witch alexis jackson um i met her fairly recently and we, we, we just really clicked uh she she's a great content creator her content is simply amazing and uh she had recently done an instagram live with another witch, the witch of southern light marshall And they talked about hexes and and misconceptions. And I thought, oh my God, that's amazing because there are a lot of misconceptions about it. And especially when you're on a spiritual path, I see this all too often where people act like you're not supposed to have boundaries. You're not supposed to get angry. You're not supposed to protect yourself. You're just supposed to be love and light. And it's just interesting to me how when you say you're spiritual, that people start to just try to put you in a cookie cutter uh, frame where they think you're just supposed to be this nice person all the time, which really is a welcome man, right? You're not supposed to have certain emotions. You're not supposed to want to protect yourself. And when you say you're a witch, then people like, Oh my God, like, okay, so what are you doing? You know, it's, it's all these negative connotations or assumptions assumptions or labels that people put on people and it's just not true so there's nothing wrong with protecting yourself and hexing is highly misunderstood um so that was a fun episode to do you guys obviously loved it because it shot to the roof um in november uh even beating out episode 181 and then like it went back and forth 81 was number one and then that was number one so um it was an awesome episode and it was two hours long. So I was nervous at first. I'm like, Were well, they listened for the whole two hours. Clearly you guys loved it. Um, so it was a great conversation with Alexis. She's awesome. Go check her out. You will not be disappointed. Gosh, just so many I love. Okay, I'm going to wrap it up with this final one because <laughs> I'm going to wrap up describing this fi- final one and I'm going to encourage you guys to listen to a couple of other ones because like, uh, I love I just like enjoy so many of these episodes all right so I have a bonus episode called the ghostly circus and the reason and that's episode 278 and it came out in October and the reason why I really like this episode is because um and there were fire performers there fire is an element I strongly identify with with I know as a Virgo uh that's an earth energy but um wait, is Leo a fire? I got to double check. Hold on. Let me double check something real quick. Okay, I just want to double check. So Leo is a fire sign. I have a lot of Leo in my chart. I'm actually only a little bit of Virgo. Uh, Virgo is my, my sun sign. But if you were to look at my entire astrological chart, there is more Leo. Leo is a fire sign. So anyway, I identify a lot with the fire element. Like that is my element. If there was ever... A time with someone where to say, hey, Tia, we are going to give you uh, powers of the elements. And you got to pick two. I would pick fire and air. I love air so much. Love, 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 love air. And I love fire. And so at the Ghostly Circus, um, they were fire performers. And I just felt so in tune, just watching them just, like, trigger something in me. And so what I was explaining in the episode is to find your, your people, right? Your element people, your, your spiritual people, because that's really nurturing to your soul. So if you're a water person, you know, figure out, excuse me, where, where you can go, where you can be more in tune with water, or if someone's doing a performance, you know, figure that out. Or maybe, you know, with, uh, gosh, there aren't really See, so that circus was outdoors. It was at Fort Mifflin here in Philly. And Fort Mifflin is an old fort. Like it was there before, oh God, what war? It was built in like 1771 or something like that. It's an old, 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 old fort in Philly. Um, So it has a lot of history there. But say you want to like a Cirque du Soleil performance, they're like up in the air and stuff like that. So maybe th- those are your people, you know, in the air, in the air sign or something like that. I don't know. What I'm saying is whenever you can find something that nurtures your soul, we are all connected and we are definitely connected to different elements more so than others. So, you know, earthly people connected more with the earth uh, element. Trust me, you're going to find some things that you're more drawn to than others. OK, so that's why I really enjoy talking about that episode, because I went there because I'm like, oh, snap, Ghostly Circus, Halloween ish time. This is perfect. And then I saw the fire. I'm like, oh, my God, my fire people. Um, and you can check that out on my is it still up on my Instagram? I think I posted you had to scroll back a little bit, but I posted some videos of the fire performers all right i'm going to mention just like two more and then we to wrap it up so 277 which way magazine with tanya brown that has been something i wanted to do for so long like i love that magazine as a digital magazine you can get uh a arrives in your email box once a month tanya was so amazing she's down in new orleans i cannot wait to like one day meet her personally i always wanted to go to new orleans obviously um but it was just such a great insight on how she created the magazine it was a natural thing she didn't initially wanted to go and create a magazine it just happened that way and uh she just she's an awesome person and i love the magazine and then finally 275 uh minstrel mysticism And you guys really love this episode too in October. Uh, Menstrual divination, blood magic, and breaking menstrual taboos with Laura Carmody. She's going to come back on a podcast next year. Okay, me and her have some things in the works. She's amazing. I followed her on Instagram and I loved her content about blood, menstrual cycles, blood magic. I learned so much about menstrual cycles that of course they did not tell you in school or like doctors or whatever. Um, But our menstrual blood is sacred. It is powerful and uh, it can be used for blood magic. And it's like, we learn more about ourselves when we understand our menstrual cycles, we are not meant to have cramps. And I'm going to tell you this too. The more I dove into my spirituality, the more I dove into my witchy nature, I haven't had period cramps since I don't know when we weren't meant to have it. And this is what I'm saying the energies around us and what we are told really does become our reality. And that's, that's the same because it's true. It's like when we tell ourselves something over and over again, if you look in the mirror and you constantly tell yourself that you're ugly, that you're not smart, that you're never going to make it because you're not this and you're not that, that becomes your reality. So of course, over the years, like with many things associated with women, it got demonized. So that energy got internalized and as we know a lot of things get passed down gener- uh, from generation to generation on a cellular level. So yes, you are carrying the the issues of your mother, your grandmother, your great grandmother, but we can break those cycles. That's the beauty of it. And so we talked about that. We talked about what is actually in our blood (laughs) okay we talked about the power of it was deep so please go check out that website especially if you are someone who menstruates it is powerful and she will be back on the podcast like I said we got some great things coming your way and I cannot wait to work with her in 2021 all right that's what I'm going to wrap up with this like for real for real all right so check out the top 10 I got a list for you in the description of this episode Check out my honorable mentions. You're not going to be disappointed. Uh, We got one more episode coming your way this month. I'm looking at my notes now. Let me see. Uh, Uh, Yeah, t full moon. The full moon's on the 30th, depending on where you are in the world. Um, So yeah, that's going to wrap up 2020. And then I'm going to do my my annual... um, 2021 reading in January. So look out for that. I'm not going to tell you the rest in January. Just look out for (laughs) T.S. full moon on the 30th. And then uh, in January, you got the happy new year, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2021 reading. I will say this. 2021 equals number five and five means change. So, I mean, there's some big changes coming in 2021 i'll leave it at that all right spiritual trailblazer i'm gonna drink some more coffee i am rooting for you as always i'm sending you so many blessings remember to be kind to yourself until next time as always spiritual trailblazer thank you for tuning in do make sure to stop by and visit me at tiamariejohnson.com also don't forget to subscribe Last but not least, be kind to yourself. I'm rooting for you and I'm sending you so many blessings. Until next time.